Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun, for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 535 Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden with you here. It is December 9th, 2023. And this offseason keeps getting better, huh? Shohei Otani is a Los Angeles Dodger seven, not seven years, $700 million, 10-year contract, 10 years, $700 million. Los Angeles Dodgers, it looked like he might have been going to the Toronto Blue Jays. He actually wasn't on the flight to Toronto. He was just sitting at his home in Southern California, hadn't made a decision yet. And then today, he drops the news, which I wasn't surprised by because Shohei Otani is someone that wanted to be secretive about this, respect the privacy. He didn't want leaks getting out. So he broke it literally by posting an, a Dodgers logo on his Instagram page with a message. And then Jeff Passan, moments later, announced Shohei Otani's deal with the Dodgers is for, se- is for 10 years. I keep saying seven. Is for 10 years, $700 million. 18 million people have already seen this tweet, by the way. And this was put out a little more than an hour ago. Passon says, Shohei Otani's contract has significant deferrals that include most of his salary, an idea as source said that was Otani's. In deferring the money, it reduces the cost of the competitive 
competitive balance tax hit and will allow the Dodgers to build a better team around him, the $700 million Shohei Otani will receive from the Dodgers is the largest guarantee in sports history. I don't really understand the deferral thing. And obviously, we're going to get to the Padre point of this, but I'm just reading this and I don't understand why does the deferral in deferring the money, why does that reduce the cost of the CBT hit? Because isn't the CBT based on AAV, average annual value? If it's a 10-year contract worth $700 million, the AAV is $70 million. So shouldn't that be, regardless of if the money's deferred, the contract's 10 years, 700 mil. So shouldn't the CBT towards Otani, $70 million should what be, that's what should be put towards the CBT, right? So that's something that I don't really understand there. But I guess it reduces the cost, and that's not surprising. I mean, Shohei Otani wants to win. Am I surprised that he is a Dodger? I am just because of how much buzz there was around him being a Blue Jay. And we were all tracking, or at least I was, along with thousands of people, were tracking the private jet from Southern California yesterday to Toronto in the middle of the day. He lands, or at least the, the private jet lands. Otani doesn't get out. News gets out that he's actually just in Southern California. There was the visit to Dunedin, the spring training facility for the Blue Jays during the winter meetings. No one knew where Ross Atkin was, where um, John Schneider was, the Blue Jays manager. We were all just wondering, and it was like, oh, Otani's probably connected to that there. And then Dave Roberts comes out and says, yeah, we met with Shohei Otani. And then there was all that stupid talk, at least stupid in my opinion, because I didn't think that that should have done anything to the Dodgers' chances of landing Otani, and obviously it didn't. The big thing that the big thing that was going to speak, I think, to Shohei here was location, money, but winning. I think most importantly, he wants to win. And Padres fans, I think we would sit here and say, winning Dodgers, that doesn't connect. Because the Dodgers haven't won a real World Series since when? Since before I was born, long time ago. They won in 2020. Short season, who knows if Kershaw would have lasted the whole year. Who knows if these players would have continued to play that well the entire year. You just don't know. 19, what, 88 was the Dodgers' last World Series title? They have Now, if Shohei wants consistent postseason appearances and, like, guaranteed postseason appearances, yeah, yeah, Dodgers are the best place for that. But if he wants World Series titles, the Dodgers, are they the best place for that? I mean, I've already made this joke in my head, and I think I've made it to some other Padres fans that have been messaging me since this news came down. All right, so the Dodgers, instead of winning 111 games, 100 games, they'll win 120 games, and then they'll still, they'll still, they're still going to lose in the National League Division Series. Like, that's just how it's going to be. But yeah, this absolutely sucks. You don't want Shohei Otani to be on the Dodgers, for sure. I mean... I, I would have loved him to be on the Blue Jays. I thought that that was good for baseball. I'm sure people are smiling that Shohei's on the Dodgers. And I'm not talking about Dodger fans, but those that run Major League Baseball. Because, oh my gosh, there's going to be so much attention on a big market team. But him going to Canada, I thought that would have been cool. Him being in Yankee Stadium all the time, at Fenway Park all the time, getting already owned America, Japan, and then Canada. And he would have obviously personally would have been away from the National League West. 
I mean, that would have been amazing. But now we're going to have to see Shohei Otani be in a Dodger uniform for the next decade. And he's going to be at Petco Park plenty of times. Thank goodness that the amount of divisional matchups has lessened. And it's not 19 a year now. It's, what, 13, I think? Something around there? Or 11? What is I forget what how many divisional matchups it is now. But it's less. Less visits to Petco Park. Less times they have to play the Dodgers. So that's a good thing. Next year, 2024, Shohei Otani's not going to be pitching. So that's good news. But the Dodgers, they're still going to probably add. They're not going to get... The good news here is they're probably not going to get Yamamoto anymore. I don't know if they'll sign a big-time starting pitcher now because, I mean, that's $70 million per year. Maybe it's not, but at least the AAVs, 10 years, 700 million, 70 mil per year on Shohei Otani. That's a lot of money towards one person. That's 25% of their payroll, at least, every year for the rest of this contract, I would think. So their pitching staff right now, this is what it looks like. Walker Bueller, Bobby Miller, Ryan Pepier, uh, Ryan Yarbrough, and Emmett Sheehan. Kershaw could come back, but I think he's hurt right now. Dustin May, we'll see what happens there. They're going to sign some free agents, but the good news is I don't think it's going to be huge free agents. I would be shocked if they bring in Yamamoto after giving $700 million to Shohei. I thought it was one or the other. I think the Yankees have a really good shot at Yamamoto now. Would they bring in someone like Blake Snell? I don't know if they'll even do that. I think that they could just bring in, because you have Shohei Otani on your team, that attracts a lot of free agents, probably, to the Dodgers. They're probably already attracted to the Dodgers because postseason, good team. They have a reputation of turning players around and, you know, look at Jason Hayward and some of these guys where their numbers were down and it was going in the wrong direction. And then the Dodgers have changed what was happening there. So they're already appealing. Now you add Shohei on that, and they're going to be more appealing. So I could see them easily bringing in one-year, two-year guys, not long-term deals. This was their thing. Like, this was it. They were saving their money. They weren't spending this past offseason. They were letting Trey Turner walk. They were letting a lot of good players walk. And they were like, we're saving up for Shohei. It was pretty darn obvious what they were doing. They were okay with taking a step back after losing to the Padres in 2022 in the division series after winning 111 games, losing to the pods, they take a step back, waiting for Otani, and they land him. So, I mean, good for the Dodgers for landing him. I would have laughed my butt off if they wouldn't have landed him because of how much resources, how much time, how much money they had saved for Shohei Otani. The step back that they took, losing to the D-backs, Right, getting swept, I believe, right? Getting embarrassed by the D-backs. They went through all that and then don't get Otani. That would have been hilarious if he would have been if he would have signed with the Blue Jays. But hey, they got Otani. Now, what we're hoping here, I think, as Padres fans, right, is not an injury. I'm not gonna hope an injury happens with any player. I want to win fair and square. But just hope that Shohei Otani doesn't perform as well as he did with the Angels. At, you know, with the Dodgers over the next decade, because he's obviously still in his prime. What he's 29 years old, something like that. Yeah, 29 years old, two-time MVP, right? Two two MVPs in the last three years, and he should have won three in a row if it wasn't for Aaron Judge having an amazing performance, right? 
definitely MVP worthy in setting the AL record for home runs, right? So, yeah, I mean, just hope that Otani doesn't do what he did with the Angels is really all we can do. But being a San Diegan, being a Padres fan, I think we're used to this, right? We're used to having really good players go play in the NL West, go with the Dodgers, being viewed as the underdog. I put this out in my initial reaction video about, you know, embrace being the underdog. The Padres, for one, don't deserve to be the favorite going into 2024 coming off of this past year, but now they're not going to get the attention. You got Tom Verducci writing an article in Sports Illustrated how their World Series push is over because they trade Juan Soto and Peter Seidler's not here anymore. So the doubts are already there. Then all the attention is going to be on the Dodgers. All the expectations are going to be on the Dodgers. Just like they're all, all the expectations were on the Padres in 2023, the expectations are going to be on the Dodgers. So that can be a good thing for the Padres. Keep the mouth shut. Just go about your work, fundamentals, and go prove people wrong. You know, people doubt you. You know, Manny Machado, Fernando, Xander, Crony, if he's still on the team, all these guys, Musgrove, Darvish, going down the line, doubt doubt you, attention on the Dodgers, Dodgers are going to go win the World Series. I'm sure a bunch of MLB Network experts are going to be like, yep, Dodgers, World Series, they're going to face the Yankees in the World Series. We'll probably see Dodger-Yankee expert predictions at the beginning of the year, right? Or we'll see Braves, or excuse me, Dodgers or Braves-Yankees or Astros or Rangers, Dodgers, or Rangers, Yankees, or whatever. It's not going to include the Padres. And that's okay. You know, the Padres, they don't deserve that. And the Padres could be in a better spot mentality-wise. You want to be the favorite because that means you have a good team. But if you're viewed as the underdog, at least these players, maybe that will allow them to just focus on the day-to-day instead of being like, no, it's okay. Things are going to turn around. We don't need to have urgency. It's all right. We have all the star power, whatever. There's still stars on the team, but, you know, just keep your head down and go prove people wrong. Just like 2022, right, where all the Fox people, everyone was thinking the Dodgers were going to beat the Padres in the division series. They played the Mets at City Field, 100-plus win team for the Mets that year. They go beat them. Then they go beat the Dodgers, right? Viewed as the underdog, I think the Padres excelled in that in 22, and hopefully they can excel in that in 24. And again, with Shohei, him not pitching in 24, hopefully that can be a really good thing. He still had a, I mean, he had 10 war baseball reference, which is usually lower than fan graphs, a 10 war this past year. This guy is the best talent we've ever seen. A 184 OPS plus, a 304 average, 44 bombs. And oh, pitching, by the way, he had a sub 3-3 ERA. 3-1-4 ERA, had a 2-3-3 ERA in 2022. Oh, and then offensively in 2022, he was an all-star, obviously, hit 34 home runs, had an OPS of 875. His OPS plus was 44% above league average. I mean, the guy's crazy. He's nuts. Rookie of the year, two-time MVP, three consecutive all-star appearances. I mean, yeah, that's obviously a huge boost to the Los Angeles Dodgers, but let's just hope that the Dodgers Dodger and they flop come postseason time because they're going to win a ton of games in the regular season, obviously. What are they going to do when it matters the most, though? That's the big question. And the Padres, in 2024, they've got to get there. 
right? Dodgers have to get there as well, but more like the Padres, they've got to get there. And that's all that matters. Sure, Mike Schill can talk about the National League West, but you got to get there. Just get to the postseason. That's what is most important. Make it and then see what happens. You never know what's going to happen in a short series. Sure, if Dodger fans lose in the postseason in the first round, they're going to be whining, oh, regular season champs. Oh, we had the rest because we had the bye and all that. Like, save it, right? That's a long ways away. We got to get there first. But that's a big question with the Dodgers. Are they going to be able to, to perform? Are they going to be able to perform? Is Shohei going to perform? Is Freddie, is Mookie, who didn't perform this past season when it mattered the most, are they going to perform when it matters the most? Otani showed up in the WBC, but he's never made it to the postseason in Major League Baseball. So we'll see. Um, some super chats here. Matthew, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for the super chats. I will get to your comments first. Those jump to the front of the line. It just makes it very easy for me to see. These comments support the channel, so I definitely appreciate that. Matthew says here, we have to sign Snell. I don't think we have to sign Snell. No, I don't think so. I think that's a big risk for the Padres, and Snell's not going to be who he was this past year. In any year, I don't think, in this next contract that he signs. The Padres just freed up $30-plus million not to go sign one guy to fill up that $30-plus million again. Blake Snell coming off of Cy Young, he might not get a seven-year deal, but he's going to want $30 million a year. The Padres, in my opinion, they're not in a spot to do that, and I think that's a big risk. I would rather just go get some one-year deal guys or two-year deal guys and then see what the prospects, Robbie Snelling, see what Michael King can give you these next couple years, see what Dylan, uh, not Dylan, I was mixing the names. Drew Thorpe, I was going to say Dylan Thorpe, like, but Dylan Lesko, sorry. Lesko's probably a couple years away. But Thorpe, see what he can give you. See what Iriarte and Mazur, see what these young guys can give you. And guess what? That will free up some money to go spend on other parts of the roster that maybe you don't have as good as uh, of the depth in as you do, it, it seems like, at least looking at rankings and all that, pitching. So Snell, I don't think we have to sign Snell. Now, he might go sign with the San Francisco Giants now because the Giants were in on Otani. Maybe Yamamoto goes to the Giants. So this offseason could sting even more if we see another star go to another NLS team. But I think we all know the position that the Padres are in right now, right? Like they were trimming the payroll to try to gain more roster flexibility or financial flexibility to go build out the roster. And we'll see how they do that. Jung-Hoo Lee. If they sign him, I know that a lot of Padres fans want the Padres to bring in Jung-Hoo Lee. That would be an interesting guy. He hits over 300, five straight gold gloves. Like this guy, he's a lefty bat. Padres need lefties in the in the order. It's an appealing name for sure, but there are question marks there. Pitching-wise, though, getting back to that, Matthew, I would not take that risk on Snell because I think he's going to get paid, rightfully so, after this Cy Young year. We know what Blake Snell has been, though, like the inconsistency. And if he signs with the Padres, I'm going to love to have Blake Snow on the team and hope that he can give us another Cy Young season. But financial, financially, money-wise, per year, AAV, I just don't think that's the smartest thing for the Padres. But thank you for that super chat. Steve says here, if he's getting less money at the front of the contract, then he adds less the payroll AAV. Oh, for your, you're saying for Otani, but AAV is average annual value. 
you're saying if he's getting less money at the front of the contract when he adds less, or excuse me, then he adds less the payroll. But AAV, the the the, the uh, CBT is for AAV. It's not what you're making per year. Like Manny Machado, for example, if you look at his contract, thirteen million dollars, and then I think that's going to go up in a little bit. The luxury tax salary for Manny is thirty one point eight. A little over $31.8 million. That's not what he's actually making in 2024. But that's what's going to go towards the CBT, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's how it is. So I think Shohei, regardless of what is happening there, with how much money he's actually going to be making in 24 and 25 and whatever, however the contract is going to be structured, $70 million, I think, is what should be going towards the CBT. But Steve, I appreciate that super chat. Thank you very much. Daniel, my goodness. Man, that is generous of you. $50 Super Chat. Thank you so much. Daniel says, thanks for streaming. Keep up the good work. Thank you. I really do appreciate that. You definitely did not need to do that. You really did not need to do that. But thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Okay, so what is this? what does this mean, Otani, to the Dodgers? What does this mean for the Padres? Short-term, long-term? Short term, what I would say is, yeah, it's going to hurt the Padres when Shohei Otani comes into town, when the Padres have to go to Dodger Stadium, and just trying to win the NL West. You know, Shohei Otani, it's not, it's not just Padres Dodgers matchups that that's going to affect. Shohei every night for the Dodgers in that lineup is how that's going to help the Dodgers even more, right? So, yeah, it's it sucks to see Shohei be with the Dodgers. I'm happy that he he's not going to be pitching in 2024. At least that's the plan is for him not to pitch, because him pitching and hitting, that would make it tougher. But again, as I said earlier, what I care about the most, as I did last year, this past season, I should say, not last year because we're still in 2023, but this past season, same thing I cared about, get into the postseason. Sure, is it nice to win the National League West? Yeah. Haven't done that in a long time. When, when, when was the last time we did that? When I was like three? Yeah, it's been a while. I'd love to actually you know, remember a National League West title. That would be cool. But getting to the postseason is, is what matters the most. So get there. Sure, Dodgers, they might win 120 games. We'll see. If the Padres win 85, 87, and get in, that's what I care about. Because I'm trying to go win the World Series. We want this team to go win the World Series. And we've seen with the Dodgers, it doesn't matter how many games you win in the regular season. That means nothing come postseason time. Absolutely nothing, except you get a buy if you're really good, and then you're going to get an excuse from the fans. Oh, they're rusty. Oh, there was time off. Would you rather play in the wild card series, or would you rather get the time off and go to the division series and get the host of the division series? You know, like, give me a break on that. Um, but yeah, looking at this Dodger lineup right now. So the Padres, when they, guess what? First matchup of the season for the Padres. Who is it against? The Dodgers in Korea. Think there's going to be a lot of people wanting to go to that game? Those two games? <laughs> you bet. You sure bet. Imagine Jung-Hoo Lee signs with the Padres. You've got Kim and Lee, who were Korean teammates in the WBC, playing in Korea, and Otani is on the Dodgers. And that's the matchup. I mean, talk about must-watch. That is must-watch. And that is a a bucket list game, I'm sure, for a lot of people that are in Korea and, and Japan. Um, 
But yeah, the Dodgers lineup right now. So according to Fangraphs, it's got Mookie Betts leading off, then Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, James Outman in center, Chris Taylor in left, Hayward in right, Gavin Lux at short batting ninth. I mean, the bottom of the order, not that great in my opinion. Definitely not the best bottom of the, bottom of the order, I would say. But, I mean, the top, Betts, Otani, Freeman, Smith is your catcher. That's not too bad. And I'm sure there, there will be some other position players that come in that are names that want to play with Shohei Otani, want to play on the Dodgers. You know, Shohei Otani wanting to play with him. You know how in the NBA there are people that want to play, they want to tag along with someone like LeBron or they want to tag along. They want to go be a part. They're willing to be a part of the Golden State Warriors if the Warriors will have them, right? You see teams like that. You see in the NFL uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. And you saw it with the Patriots when Tom Brady was with the Patriots where players were okay with not getting as much, but to go to the Patriots, they got to have a really good shot of winning, right? So you could see that with the Dodgers. So that's going to hurt the Padres more there. But... I don't know about you guys right now. I'm embracing this under. I love being the underdog. You want to be, like I said earlier, you want to be the favorite because that means that you're, you have more talent on the team, I guess, like going into a year, going into a competition, going into whatever. But there's something, everyone loves the underdog story. I don't know how many people are going to be actually rooting for the Dodgers come postseason time. Maybe some will be rooting for them because they want to see Shohei win, kind of like if the Angels. Or like the, I'll, I'll compare it to the Phillies, right? I think a lot of people, they wanted to see Bryce win. I know I did. If the Padres weren't in it, I wanted to see Bryce win. Um, and some people will want to see Shohei actually win and have make the postseason, have success in the postseason. But, I mean, the Dodgers, the Yankees, those are two teams that I think a lot of fan bases are going to be hating this year. And so if the Padres are going up against the Dodgers or they're going up against whoever's going up against the Dodgers, I think, most people would be rooting for that other team uh, because I, I love the good underdog story. I sure do. And hopefully this Padres team, them being an underdog this year and for maybe the entirety of the Shohei Otani contract, uh, them being the underdog, hopefully that can serve them well and they're not going to be talking a lot. I mean, I, I like having confidence, but it felt like last year there was a lot of talk. And I understand there was a lot of hype, but there was a lot of talk with this team. Instead of focusing on, okay, we're not doing well at the beginning of the year. Whatever we have on this roster at the beginning of the year, it does not matter. What matters is what we do on the field, how many wins we have in the season. And so hopefully the Padres players, the Padres just as a whole will understand that this next season and just make the postseason. Just get in and then see what happens, right? Um. Payroll-wise, with Shohei Otani here, I mean, I don't know if this has been updated. Let me see about the Dodgers. It's, has their payroll been updated? I know it's updated on fan graphs. So I guess I'll go on fan graphs here with the Dodgers and go to their payroll. What does it look like? $227 million is their estimated 2024 payroll right now with Otani. And they still have some moves to make in this offseason. So they're 
way up there. They're going to be way up there on the luxury tax, I would assume, just like the Padres were this past season. And they're going to be up there for the rest of this Otani contract because of how big that contract is. Now, if you look at the Padres, right now, according to Spot Track, they are at, it says projected total payrolls at a little less than 150 mil, 149.6. Projected total tax allocations is 203, a little over 203. So that's what I'm seeing from Spot Track. I already posted this on Twitter and Instagram of how insane this Otani contract is. $70 million is the AAV, 10 years, $700 million. Combine Manny's AAV for this 11-year, $350 million deal. Fernando for his $340 million contract. And Jake Cronoworth for his $80 million contract. You combine those AAVs. Those are three of the core Padres players, at least according to salary, guys that are on the team. Some would say Crony's not a part of that because of last year, but you get my point. Manny, Tatis, Cronoworth, AAV combined. 64.5 mil, a little over 65.5, excuse me, a little over $67.5 million combined, those three. Otani by himself is 70. Like, that's crazy. Imagine making $700 million. Imagine more than, way, well more than half a billion dollars. And then the money he's going to get from sponsorships that he already has from sponsorship deals. I mean, holy cow. I understand why he's doing it. You know, the Dodgers, they're always making the postseason. It's a ton of money. He gets to stay in Southern California. But fair warning, Shohei, this team has a lot of history of making the postseason and then not winning the World Series. So it's hard to win the World Series, but I'm just saying, don't be surprised if you win 120 games and then you get bounced in the postseason. All right, let's get to the chat. I will also get to where some other free agents might sign now because now the dominoes have, have, they fall, they have fallen. We were waiting for Soto. We were waiting for Otani. Otani, Dodgers, Soto, Yankees. So now what's going to happen with Yamamoto? I guess that's the other domino we're waiting for. But then now we can open it up for Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell and then the position players as well. Um, I know like Sonny Gray had already signed and, Aaron Nola had already signed on the pitching side, but like position player-wise, now Bellinger and Chapman, you know, because teams were waiting for Otani. They were waiting for Soto. They were going to try to be in on those guys, the Cubs and the Giants and the Blue Jays. Now what's going to happen? Because the Blue Jays were going to be on Soto, but then Soto got traded to the Yankees. They were in on Otani. Otani goes to the Dodgers. Now the Blue Jays, they're not in a great spot. They don't have extensions with Bichette or Vlad, so I'm interested in seeing what they do. Do they go get desperate and bring in one of the big free agents? Do they overpay for someone like Blake Snell? I don't know if Snell would want to go play for the Blue Jays. I don't know. Just throwing it out there. It seems They have a pretty good rotation, though, at least on paper, looking at the names there. So we'll see, but this opens the door. So, yeah, before getting to the chat, I mean, free agency-wise, if I go to – because I just – I don't want to forget some of the names here. Free agent tracker – 
Let's start off starting pitching-wise. There's guys like Marcus Stroman as well. Starting pitching, available free agents. Marcus Stroman. Guys like... I mean, the Alex Wood, I think those markets were still held up. You could you, you could say, like, well, Otani, if you're in on Alex Wood, that doesn't mean you're in on Otani. Like, he could have signed. But there are teams out there that were waiting for Otani. But now maybe they're going to turn their focus totally to starting pitching. Or once Yamamoto signs, they're, they're going to turn their focus to other guys. And then Wood, Manaya, Clevenger, Giolito, Montgomery as well. Or that's the tier higher. Kluver, Paxton, Lugo, Waka, Flaherty, guys like that will come off the board. But for the Padres, I mean, it's not like they were in on Shohei Otani, although that was a hilarious moment on the Darren Smith show yesterday when AJ Preller was on there. And Darren was surprised that AJ could mention Otani's name. And it was like a fake laugh that Preller gave. So that was a little interesting, but no, the Padres weren't going to sign Shohei Otani. So they weren't in that, but I think that other, I think that agents of these pitchers, agents of these other players were waiting for Otani, probably still waiting for Yamamoto, waiting for the Soto deal, waiting for those to happen. And then they can really go and talk to teams because then teams have a better picture of, okay, how much are we willing to give? Who do we want to go get? Because they miss out on some of these players, right? Um, if we go to like position players, Padre wise, again, like Otani, that doesn't really, I don't think it changes a whole lot. I think it just, that, that big domino, I think that starts players, agents wanting to sign now. Cause I think some will want to sign before the holiday really gets going here before Christmas nears, probably want to get that done. I think there's more clarity because the Dodgers, okay, they signed Otani. They signed Otani, so J.D. Martinez isn't going there. So who's going to jump in on the J.D. Martinez market, right? Maybe if Otani didn't go there, maybe they would have brought in a significant outfielder. I don't know. I don't know if they would have brought back Bellinger, but I'm just saying, like, they had a lot of money to spend. So now other teams maybe can go get those guys and be more in on those guys, or the agents of players will really go approach these teams because, all right, Otani signing with the Dodgers. We know that. Soto's with the Yankees. We know that. Um, so I think that we're going to see some action here. There's obviously a ton, a ton of free agents out there. Uh, Padre-wise, I already went over in the previous episode, 534, so you can check that out. Position players, pitchers, free agent market, trade market as well. Who could they go after now that, Juan Soto has been traded and they cleared up that room because there wasn't that clarification before the Soto trade. We were like, well, they could go after these guys if Soto was dealt, but we didn't know because Soto wasn't dealt yet. It wasn't guaranteed that his salary was coming off the books, but now that he's off the books, him and Trent Grisham, now that presents, all right, here's some different lanes the Padres could go down. Some of the names that I did mention on the show, I believe, or were at least mentioned in the chat last show, Reese Hoskins, Jorge Soler's out there, Michael Brantley, Joey Gallo jokingly. Uh, J.D. Martinez is out there, DH option, Padres need a bat. But 
I think they want lefty bats. Um, someone like Brandon, you know, first base DH bat, Brandon Belt, Kevin Kiermeyer for center field. He's a lefty. If the Padres don't want to go long term with Jung Hoo Lee or that price gets more out of their comfort zone, then maybe they bring in a center fielder like Kevin Kiermeyer or Michael A. Taylor, even though I think he's a righty. Jerks and Profar, not a starter. I've seen some people on YouTube in the comments want Profar to come back as a starter. I think he's good for a utility bench role. I'd be okay with that. But as a starter, I want someone with more power, a better hitter. Um, guys like Carlos Santana, David Peralta, Tommy Pham, Harrison Bader. Those guys are out there. Catching market, I don't think the Padres are going to go into that with Gary Sanchez or anyone because they brought in Kyle Higashioka, but Garrett Cooper, if they miss on guys, maybe that's like a, a backup plan that they go to. But yeah, there's a lot of different options out there. Kevin Pillar would not cost really anything, but maybe that's more of a fourth outfielder, or they would just stay with Jose Azokar as a backup center fielder there. I would I would stay with Tatis in right field. I think he is the, I mean, not I think, he is the platinum winner in right field. Gold glove, platinum glove. He is so good in right field. There's so much room to cover there. Just go get a guy that is used to playing center field. You don't, don't make Tatis have to switch positions again. And Tatis said at the end of the year that he wants to be in right field. He wanted to be in center, but I think he realizes how much value he can still bring to the Padres in right. He spent the whole year there, and I think he's gotten comfortable with that, and he's fine with that. And so, yeah, um, Jackie Bradley Jr.'s out there. These are like the way down options on the free agent market, but just some names that I was throwing out. I threw out Rowdy Telez the other day. So we'll see. It's going to be a very interesting offseason. Let's go through the chat. This 2023 year, and I said this on my initial reaction video, holy cow, what a punch in the gut this year has been. I mean, the expectations, Tatis, Bogarts, Manny, Soto, Hader, full year. You have Snell and Musgrove and Darvish and all this talent. FanFest and how great that was, and then they missed the postseason. Bob Melvin goes to the Giants. Otani signs with the Dodgers. Soto gets traded because they have to get down to $200 million around, right? Peter Seidler passes away. It's just, man. Johnny says here in the chat, yeah, we lost Peter Seidler, traded Juan Soto, Shohei to the Dodgers, all in a 30-day period. What a depressing time for Padres fans. Yeah. Hopefully better times are ahead, right? And again, like embracing that underdog role because that's what they're going to be. I'd be surprised if they're the, seen as the favorite in many years in this Shohei contract or in any years of this Shohei Otani contract. Carlos says, but the Padres finally have an opportunity to build a cohesive roster. We still have three great players on the team. I don't know why some people forget. And I, I made this point when Soto got dealt and it was official. Like I'm trying to, you know, in the spirit of, in, you know, spirit of Peter Seidler, in honor of Peter Seidler, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I've already been one of the more optimistic Padres fans, at least that like has a show. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But yeah, like I'm trying to be optimistic and sure, show it to the Dodgers. That that's it's hard to be optimistic, but there's there's still talent on this Padres team. And again, what matters the most is 
this Padres team getting into the postseason. It's not winning the National League West. Well, that would be nice. It's about getting into the postseason. As long as you get in, you have a shot to go win what we all want, something that's never happened in this franchise's history, right? To go win a World Series. Um, so, yeah, the Padres, they have talent on this team. Sung Kim still. They have Musgrove. They have Darvish. Michael King had a sub-3 ERA this past year. If he doesn't work on the rotation, he can probably still work out in the bullpen. I believe in Mike Schilt as the manager of this team. Machado and Tatis and Bogarts and Crony. I don't think Crony's going to be as bad as he was this past year. I still believe in him. Campy showed positive signs offensively at catcher. Kahogashioka is a solid backup, one of the better backups in baseball. There's still talent. There's still plenty of teams that would, plenty of fan bases that would love to have the talent that the Padres have. And we're still going to be top third in baseball, probably in payroll. So it's not like everything is bad, but a lot of major things have happened negatively about this Padres team this year. So yeah, 2024, hopefully that's going to be a, a better year. And to your point about finally having an opportunity to build a cohesive roster, Carlos. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. They opened up 30 plus million dollars. They have what? How much money? 40. What did I say the other night? Like 43 mil to spend before they get to the $200 million number. In terms of luxury tax room, though, I think it's a little bit different than payroll, but I'm just going off of payroll. And the Padres right now, their payroll, according to Spot Track, is 156. So, yeah, that leaves them with what? One, uh, 44 mil for getting. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of room. That's, that's way more room than they had, way more flexibility to go get some starting pitching, go get another reliever, hopefully high leverage reliever, fill those outfield holes, another bat after that, hopefully, starting pitching, depth. There's definitely some moves that need to be made by this Padres team. But no, the talent is there for sure. I think the desire to win is still there. I sure hope it's there. And yeah, we're not the Dodgers. We don't, we're not in LA. We don't have that market. We don't have the money that, at least the money coming in and the TV deal and all that, right? Remember, we don't have a TV deal. That's part of this. We didn't make the postseason this past year. Um, you know, we had our chairman pass away, who was like the most optimistic guy on the planet, thankfully. I mean, I loved having Peter Seidler. I didn't want any other owner in baseball. Like, that was just the best. Um, but, yeah, we're not the Dodgers, but I think we still got a pretty darn good chance of being able to make the postseason if some things can go our way in 2024, for sure. Yeah, Carlos says, Preller just has to be smart. Yuki says, Ben, the Otani contract is too high. Huge gamble, very risky. I think it's more risky for a team like the Padres, let's say, than it is for the Dodgers because the Dodgers just have a ton of money but, no, it, it definitely is a huge risk. I'm not saying that it's not. It's just not as big of a risk as it would have been for a team, maybe even like the Blue Jays. I think it's not as big of a risk for the Dodgers than it is for the Blue Jays. The Dodgers have a better history of developing prospects, at least recently. So if Otani only does one, he could end up being a position player as well. But let's say he only hits. The Dodgers do have a history of being able to develop guys. Now, health-wise, that's it's a different question, but they have... A history of doing that position player wise it seems like there's names that come up 
and they always have a top farm system. So I think in their minds, they know that they're going to be able to make that money back because Shohei, you know, he's a business in himself and he can, so much money can come in there. But they also have, in a, they have a strong system. They have a strong front office. They do a lot of things well. There's a reason why they make the post they make the postseason year in year out. Now, winning it all is very hard to do, and a lot of things have to line up. And luck is involved in that as well, with some certain things that happen in the postseason. But um, you know, and injuries, you can't really control that. It's hard to, to control an injury. But yeah, there's a reason why they continue to have success. They made the postseason with backing off in free agency this past year. So, yeah, it's a huge risk, but it's not as big of a risk. And I think that's part of why they were comfortable doing this. But, I mean, yeah, $700 million, imagine that. That is not what any of us were expecting. There were debates about, you know, because Shohei got hurt, the UCL. They weren't calling it Tommy John surgery, but elbow surgery, I think, right? And everyone was like, oh, so is he not going to get $500 million now? And maybe he won't. We weren't, I don't, most people, I know I think John Heyman maybe threw out 600 million, but people, a lot of people were talking about 450 to 500, I think. And then we saw today 700 mil. And I'm like, what? That is freaking nuts. 700 for 10 years. If it was $700 million, I thought it wasn't going to be 10 years. I thought it would have been like 13 years, right? Like spread it out. But no, 10 years, $700 million. Good for Shohei. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But that Dodger Nation dude, what's that guy's name? 
it's weird because at that I think the article was still up of that Dodger Nation writer saying it's over Shohei Otani signing with the Blue Jays because that was yesterday. Yeah, so Dodgers Nation tweeted out Shohei Otani is officially signed with the Dodgers for $700 million via Jeff Passan. And there's an article that their website put up about Shohei Otani signing. But then, I believe it's still up there. Oh, no, they deleted it. They must have. Yeah, they deleted it. They must have deleted it. J.P. Hornstra. He wrote an article yesterday saying it's done. He's signing with the Blue Jays. He must have got that from like a Dodger source or was he just guessing and threw it out there because he saw what we all saw and thought it was Shohei flying to Toronto and looked like he was going to sign with the Blue Jays. But yeah, his credibility has gone. So, I mean, reverse jinx ended up working out for Dodger fans there, which sucks. But man, those Petco Park games, Padres, Dodgers, whew, that's going to be freaking entertaining for sure. Happy Saturday, C. Mert, C. Mertlick. Yeah, $700 million is just crazy. Adam says, we will be fine without him. Couldn't sign him anyways. Yeah, I knew that. I just didn't want him signing with an NLS team. And then Blake Snell or Yamamoto or whoever goes and signs with the Giants. Just makes it even more tough, right? Devin says, having an expensive DH for $700 million is nuts. But it's, it's a DH for this year, and then he's going to go back to pitching as well. I don't believe that he's just going to stop pitching. But yeah, short-term and long-term, I mean, from the Padres' view, like I've said, short-term, it's good that he's not pitching in 24, but, you know, he's still going to have the bat, and he can still hit 40 home runs for the Dodgers this next year. And that still hurts the Padres in the division, right? It's not just Padres-Dodger matchups. And then long-term, him pitching and hitting against the Padres and just hit him hitting and pitching for the Dodgers every game. Not pitching every game, but you get what I'm saying. Pitching and hitting. I don't know how long he's going to do both, but him doing that for, let's say, even the first half of the contract for the next five years, next four years, pitching and hitting, because he's not doing it in 2024. That's going to hurt the Padres every night in the standings in the NL West. NL West, them winning the NL West is one way to get into the postseason. That's why I'm mentioning it. And what if the Dodgers have a down year, but with the talent that they have, they could still finish ahead of the Padres and make the postseason over the Padres. Like they're taking up a spot in the postseason, which they already were doing without Shohei. And now that's even more guaranteed, is what it feels like. And around the National League, it's even more competitive it, it's it feels like every year there's more and more teams look at the nl central the cubs sure they missed out on otani but with correct counsel they're just going to sit there and do nothing there's them there's the cardinals the dodgers obviously in the west the giants they're going to do something with bob melvin right the d-backs just made it to the world series and then the nl east best division probably in or at least this past year 
maybe the best division in the National League. I don't know. At the end of this offseason, we'll see where the NL West is, but right now, NL East is loaded. Marlins made the postseason this past year. The Nationals, they're on an up, up, up. They're in the right direction. They're trending in the right direction. I'm not going to put them in the same category as contenders, but it's tough. NL East, you look at the Mets. We'll see what they do. They're not trying to go for it in 24, but they will in 25, according to what Max Scherzer said when Billy Epler and Steve Cohen talked to him before Scherzer was traded to the Rangers before this past season's deadline. There's the Phillies, obviously, with all the talent that they have. There's the Braves, who now with the, the Dodgers, it seems like them two guaranteed in the postseason every year. I'm not forgetting anyone, right? Mets, Phillies, Braves, Marlins. Yeah, Nationals, they're they're trending in the right direction. So, yeah, it's tough. National League is tough. American League, I mean, the AL East, yeah, that's really tough. AL Central, no. AL West, we'll see what happens with the Angels, but Astros-Rangers really is what that division's about. But, yeah, National League, if you had to pick a division in the National League, you'd probably want to be in the NL Central. But I'm glad that there's an expanded postseason because if there wasn't and Otani was on the Dodgers for the next decade, that would be pretty darn tough to only have, what, two wild card spots and it would be like a one-game wild card game. That would be rough. Good thing it's not. Dodgers trying to buy a legitimate championship is nuts too, Devin says. Yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't Dodger fans, didn't they like take pride in saying, no, we're not trying to buy a World Series, buy a title like the Padres did with all the contracts they gave out? You can't say that when you sign Otani to a $700 million contract. You gave Betts 365. You gave Freddie Freeman a ton of money. You can't say that. Sure. Do you develop a lot of players and you develop better than the Padres and they come and help you? Yeah. But you do your fair share of buying to try to go win a World Series. I agree, Devin. Dodger baseball doesn't start in April. It starts in October. Although, they'll be selling out at a lot of games at Dodger Stadium, I would think, here in the first season in Sho- with Shohei Otani as a Los Angeles Dodger. Ace Gang says, Don't forget, everyone. We're building a solid, good roster quietly. We'll be there okay. Just hope AJ will make all the right moves. I agree. It'll be, you know... The Dodgers, they're going to steal all the headlines, and rightfully so. I'm interested in seeing what AJ is going to do here this offseason. How is he going to use this money that has been freed up to build more of a complete roster? There are teams. Did people going into last season think the Rangers were going to go win the World Series? I don't think so. D-backs to go to the World Series? No. Like Sometimes the less flashier teams, and there was flash about the, the Rangers last offseason with DeGrom, but still, people weren't expecting the Rangers to go win the World Series. And they, by the way, they did it without Jacob DeGrom. So sometimes those that are quiet or make quieter moves or they make a big move, but it, they're not the ones getting the headlines. It's a team like the Yankees getting the headlines because they acquire Juan Soto. Sometimes that other team ends up winning. Steve says the Padres World Series phase ended before it started. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, 2022, they made it to the NLCS. 
So there was a, a run there. So it's not like it ended before it started. But yeah, we thought 2023 was definitely a huge year. And they missed the postseason, and now it seems like things are trending in the, the other direction. But we got to see what this offseason has in store. What is Preller going to do? This team, I still think this team can go make the postseason this next season. So I'm, I'm not going to go give up just because, oh, the Dodgers signed Otani. Oh, we traded Soto. There's still talent on this team. And they're still going to have a lot of money on that payroll. It's not like they're going back to being, you know, Tampa Bay Ray payroll level. Christian says, can we even expect AJ to build a competing team? Because the NL is going to look rough next season. I understand if you don't think that he can, because we've never won a World Series with AJ ever, or with AJ Preller as well, running the team. We've never gotten to a World Series. But AJ Preller in the past has made moves, some under the radar moves that have ended up working out. He has made trades that have ended up working out. And I put the Padres in a spot where we've got a, a good amount of talent on this team, right? Won the Musgrove trade, won the Darvis trade for now, right? I don't even know some of these players that the Padres traded to the Cubs. Um, I think they were really young at the time, so we might not know. But for now, I mean, and they signed him to the extension, so there's that. They won the Blake Snell trade. Tommy Pham and Cronenworth, they won that. So, like, there's been moves. And, like, the Grisham trade, for example, Grish was big in the postseason in 22 for the Padres. What did the Brewers get back in that deal? Did those guys that they got back in that Grisham deal make a huge impact for the Brewers? No. Luis Arias, Eric Lauer. Lauer's a free agent now. I mean, there were good moments there. Who else am I forgetting in that Trent Grisham trade? Grisham trade, what, when was that? 2020? All it's showing is the Yankees part of it. Arias, Lauer, and a player to be named later, you know? Josh Hader, as much as I think a lot of Padres fans didn't like him this year, especially at the end, what did they give up in that Josh Hader deal? Taylor Rogers? Estere Ruiz, who's not even on the Brewers anymore. You know, like I could go down the list here and some of the, a lot of the deals Brothers made. Have there been bad ones? Yes. Like Clevenger, that didn't work out. Nola with Seattle, that didn't work out. I understand. But there's been some good moves here. Obviously, Tatis. But there's been good moves from Preller that has put the Padres in a spot where they can go win. Or at least on paper, we thought it was going to be a good team, good enough to go win, go be a postseason team. Um, Bullpen relievers, signing guys to one, two-year deals. Waka Lugo this past year in the rotation. So he can he can build a competitive team. I, I do believe he can do that. It's just a matter of health. Can he do it this year? I think he can, he's shown the, the ability to do it. Just can he do it consistently, right? That's a big question. David says, this Dodgers roster has flopped 10 years running. Get the F out of here. They're always weak in October. Yeah, I mean, again, like I said earlier, that's 
That's the big question with this team. Dodger fans aren't going to care what they do in the regular season. You're quite, you, you spend $700 million on Shohei to go win multiple World Series titles. Not just one, but multiple. And for the business, but you do it because he's the best talent we've ever seen. Brent says, imagine if we didn't trade Soto what the Blue Jays would be offering us right now. I don't know about that, though. Would they be offering, just because they didn't get Otani, would they be offering Ricky Tideman the number one prospect? Would they be offering Manoa? Would they be offering more on top of that for Soto? I don't know. Now, if they were willing to sign Otani, because I'm sure they gave him an offer for a ton of money, probably not 700 mil, I wouldn't think. Maybe they did. Who knows? But it was probably a huge offer, 500 plus, I would, I would assume. They could give that to Soto. So, yeah, I mean, long term, they could have acquired him and tried to convince him for an extension, at least offered it, tried to bring him back in free agency. But I still feel like the Yankees had the best package out of any team, out of what the Padres needed. The top prospect pitching, the major league pitching, and not just one starter, but a starter and a couple guys that can start or relieve as well that have been in the big leagues before. There's some positive things about those guys and a dependable backup catcher, top pitching prospect. Like there was a lot that the Yankees gave the Padres. I'm fine with when A.J. Preller did it. I thought he was going to wait. It seemed like he was going to wait. But if you wait, you also take the risk of Otani going to the Blue Jays. And sure, you could have used other teams. Other teams would have probably still jumped in and have been interested. But I, st I still like the return that A.J. got back. You know, that, that return was on the table. It was there, and he took it. Maybe the Yankees would have decreased their offer or took the offer away if they thought that the Padres were just using them, who knows what would have happened. You know, Soto had to get dealt to create more of that flexibility, and the Padres did it. Also, the Padres, after that deal, they could go about their business instead of waiting for the deal to happen and then go about your, the business. And then maybe there's guys that are signed that they would have been interested in. You know, someone like Jung-Hoo Lee, for example, there's a posting period. He's only available for major league teams till when? January something? I wrote this in my short gas lamp article yesterday, like uh, what to know about Jung-Hoo Lee. And I can go through those bullet points here, but I put it in here. 5 p.m. Eastern time on January 3rd. So the more that he waited to get a Soto deal done, that's the closer it gets. And maybe other teams decide to go, maybe the Giants decide to go in Go get Jung-Hoo Lee and commit to him. You know, so there were risks of waiting. There were risks of what they did, of acquiring him before Otani ended up signing. But yeah, Jung-Hoo Lee, what to know about Jung-Hoo Lee? What to know about Jung-Hoo Lee? 25 years old, six foot one, 172 pounds, bats left, throws right, which Padres need lefties for sure. Mainly plays center field, but he can play left. I believe he can play right as well. He is coming off of the ankle injury. He required season-ending ankle surgery in July. So maybe the Padres want to put him in left to start. And then they can bring in someone on a one-year deal, like a Kiermaier, see what Jacob Marcy can do in center field. 
His agent is Scott Boris, though, so that's something to take into account. Teammates with Hassan Kim for Team South Korea in the 2023 WBC. They're like best friends. So that could provide an advantage for the Padres. Maybe not signing Lee, but maybe to an extension for Hassan Kim if they're able to trade Jake Cronenworth, which he is on the trade block, according to Dennis Lynn. They are exploring that idea. His KBO stats in 884 games, a 340 average, 407 on base percentage, a 491 slugging, 898 OPS, 65 home runs, 515 runs driven in, more walks than strike. This is like Tony Gwynn stuff. More walks than strikeouts in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023. He won the KBO Rookie of the Year in 2017, MVP in 2022, five-time gold glove winner in the KBO, five consecutive years from 2018 to 2022. Contract prediction, five years, 50 mil, according to MLB Trade Rumors. And then Tim Burton of The Athletic has it at four years, 56 mil. So 10 to $14 million a year seems like reasonable there. Could be more. We'll see what the San Francisco Giants want to offer Jung-Hoo Lee. How interested are they in him? Maybe they want to go after Bellinger over Lee. Maybe they don't want to go after Bellinger. His price tag's too much. We'll see. But this would be an interesting name for the Padres to add for sure. They need lefties. I just question, will he be able to immediately be able to hit big league pitching? What will he do against Josh Hader, Johan Duran, guys that throw gas? What will he be able to do against Shohei Otani in 2025? You know, because Otani throws upper 90s. What will he be able to do against those bullpens? Because KBO pitching is different from Major League Baseball pitching. Major League Baseball pitching is the top level. It's upper 90s consistently. That's not something that's a rarity anymore. Some guys throw 102. And then you have to adjust to the breaking stuff as well. So this guy, lefty bat, hits for average. He walks more than he strikes out. Like That's attractive. That's that's an attractive player if I'm the San Diego Padres. It's just a risk giving him a long-term contract not knowing if he's going to be able to excel. Can the Padres afford to sign Jung-Hoo Lee and have him develop like Hassan Kim did, where it took time? Padres, you're trying to win right now. You know, you can't get back these prime years of Manny Machado and Joe Musgrove and Fernando and Xander, right? Like, you're trying to win right now, so would you rather go sign a one- or two-year deal for a left fielder and bring in a one-year deal for someone like Kevin Kiermeyer or a vet center fielder that is face big league pitching. But Jung-Hoo Lee is a better hitter than someone like Kevin Kiermeyer, at least if you're judging on numbers. But Jung-Hoo Lee, there is the question mark of facing big league pitching. But that's some stuff to know about Jung-Hoo Lee. It's a someone that I would be very interested in if he comes to the Padres and just, I mean, I've been looking at highlights and offense, defense, like it seems like it's there for sure, and he's talented. The Padres are interested. They should be interested. I just wonder, what is their comfort range for price, for years? Are they willing to go only four, not five? Are they willing to go five, not six? Are they willing to go 50 mil, that's it? More than that, because they opened up money. They, they, they are able to bring in Jung-Hoo Lee. Because of the Grisham trade, Soto, they're able to do it and add more pitching and bats, right? They can do it. 
It's not like you have to give this guy $30 million a year. But maybe they want to go with guys that have already played at the big league level. We shall see. Julio says, yeah, I agree with this one. I liked rooting for Otani, but not anymore. That's kind of how I feel. He's fun to watch, but no, not anymore with the Dodgers. I'm going to tune in like those Dodger games are must watch with Otani in that lineup. But, you know, Soto with the Yankees, same thing. Like, that's super interesting as a baseball fan. But, yeah, with, with Otani with the Dodgers, it's not like I was going to go get an Otani Blue Jays jersey or anything like that. But it would have been way more fun. I would have been so much happier if you would have signed with the Blue Jays than the Dodgers. Where him signing with the Dodgers, I'm not even happy at all. Sure, some might say, well, it's good for baseball, him being on an iconic brand like the Dodgers. But I'm a Padres fan. You know, I'm not going to, I can't hide that bias because I'm a diehard Padres fan. I'm not just going to sit here and be like, well, no, that's cool, cool for baseball. No. Let's see here. Nothing promises he'll pitch again, Julio says. That's true. But I trust Shohei. I, I trust that he will, like, he's someone that loves baseball. And that's, like, all he cares about is what it seems like. So I think he will pitch again. He might not pitch again at the level that he was at. But if he hits 40 home runs a year and has a sub-4 ERA, maybe it's not sub-3, but it's sub-4. I mean, even if he doesn't pitch and he hits and then he's a position player. That's still a very valuable guy. Now, 70 mil a year, not so sure. Marketing-wise, I mean, that'll pay for it, but there is risk there for sure. But like I said earlier, I don't think it's as big of a risk as it would be for another team, especially like a team like the Padres, to sign Shohei Otani. So yeah, it's going to be Darvish against Otani for six years, right? Is it six or five? Because Darvish, he signed his contract in the offseason. Darvish's contract was, what, six years, 108? Let me look that up. Yeah, six years, 108 through 2028. So five, yeah. Free agent at age 42. He'll probably retire as a Padre, which is cool. I love you, Darvish. Did you guys see he was at a school, I think? Not a school. He was helping kids shop for Christmas, I think. The Padres did a, I'm sure the Padres posted about it. Let me see here. And there was this really sweet picture that he took with a kid. Like in the shopping mall. Yeah, it was uh, Walmart. Darvish and Potter's alumni went on a holiday shopping spree with students from Perkins Elementary School today. Yesterday. That's cool. I love Darvish. Him being at the Peter Seidler Memorial in his jersey, him and his wife. Like, just, yeah, I, I love Darvish. It, it's going to be cool to see him retire as a Padre. I know the con some people don't like the contract, unnecessary, all that, but. I'm proud to be able to be a fan of the team that Darvish is on, for sure. Como says, Soto is getting paid 550 at least. It's 
what it feels like, right? Especially if he has a big year with the Yankees. Is I mean, that's what it seems like he's going to do. He'll definitely get paid. He'll get paid a lot. We know Boris is going to be like, okay, Shohei got 700. And Soto's one of the best hitters that we've ever seen. One of the better hitting talents that we've ever seen. He, But, you know, other teams can say, dude, Soto is not Otani. He doesn't do both. He's not... He's not a brand only in himself. Is he a big brand? Yeah. Does he have a lot of fans? Yeah. You sign Juan Soto, your fan base is going to be super pumped. The Yankees traded for Soto. Yankees fans love Juan Soto. They're super pumped about it. But it's there are levels to this, as Stephen A. Smith would say. There, there are levels to this. And Soto is not on the – no one's on the same level as Shohei Otani. Johnny asked, what if what if we also got Soto back next year? He's joking. Yeah, not happening. But I mean, the Yankee did the Yankees did that with Aroldis Chapman, traded him to the Yankee to the uh from the Yankees to the Cubs. Cubs won a World Series. He signs back with the Yankees. So the Yankees got Glaber Torres in that deal. I think Clint Frazier as well. Now it didn't work out a lot for him, but they got Chapman back, and that was a lost season for the Yankees. So that has happened before, but no, it's not going to happen with the Padres. Julio says, Padres have played versus Otani. I don't remember him doing anything. This ain't scary at all. I think that's you convincing yourself that it's not scary. Yes, he went over against the Padres at Petco Park. And social media thought I was being serious for some reason when I said, when I tweeted out overrated. That he went 0 for 10, I think, in the series against the Padres this past season. I know he's super talented. I'd love to have Shohei Otani on the team. He's the best talent I've ever seen play baseball. Like, he's amazing. Um, he's gonna play against the Padres for a decade. He's going to hurt the Padres. He might not hurt the Padres for one year or for a series, for a couple series, but he's going to hurt the Padres. It's going to happen. You don't go a decade without hurting the Padres when you're the talent of Shohei Otani. You know, Betts has hurt the Padres plenty, and he's going to continue to do that. Freddie Freeman has. Now, in the postseason in 22, they didn't. And you hope that is what happens if the Padres face the Dodgers in the postseason. But, yeah, you might not him not, you might not remember him doing anything against the Padres, but he's going to at some point. All right, going through the chat here, seeing if anything sticks out. I wasn't planning on doing this for over an hour, but there's still over 100 people in here, so I appreciate each and every one of you for joining on this live stream here. For the podcast audience, thank you. YouTube replay audience, thank you. Um, someone says here, Padres trade Cronoworth, get Lee and Cease. So would you be trading Cronoworth in the Dylan Cease deal to the White Sox? I don't think the White Sox want to be taking on a long-term deal when they're rebuilding. They can get Lee even without trading Jake Cronoworth. With the room that they've created, they can do that. Trading Crone would open up a Kim extension, you would think. 
But again, I go to the question of which team wants to take on Jake's contract because I don't think the Padres want to eat the Cronenworth contract. They'd be trading Cronenworth in a salary dump to try to save the money, open up more flexibility than they have. So, and at the same time, the Padres probably want major league pieces to help them back right now. So where does that match? What team, and I'll, I'll look more into it, but what, I'm having a hard time just off the top of my head thinking of teams that would want Jake Cronenworth's contract and give the Padres what they might want for Jake Cronenworth. The Padres being a team that's still trying to contend right now. Yeah, I'm seeing Dodger fans in this chat. Interesting. You guys just signed Shohei Otani to a $700 million deal, and you're not going in a Dodger live show chat. You're going in a Padres fans live show chat. Interesting. That just shows that it is a rivalry. You might not want to say it, Dodger fans, but it is, and you do care about the Padres. Some don't want to admit it, but you clearly do. Yeah, go, go spend... I mean... Thank you for tuning in. Feel free to keep tuning in. But I, I just think it's funny that Dodger fans are in a Padres fans uh, channel, live show. I get comments from Dodger fans too sometimes. Like It's interesting how Dodger fans want to do that. But I appreciate you tuning in. This is a fact, Carlos. Yes, Dodgers and the Padres had the same amount of wins in the 2023 postseason. That is a fact. And what did Mookie and Freddie do in that postseason series? Like nothing? Interesting. Um, not, uh, Lee, Sol Lee Solaire Profar. Not me solo says Lee Solaire Profar. That's who he wants. So, yeah, Profar is a bench guy. I'd be in on that. Solaire as your big bat. I think he can play some right field, but would he play left? I think. Probably not great. He'd probably be mainly your DH bat. Manny's going to start the season, you would think, as the DH. But, I mean, yeah, that's a big bat that the Padres would be adding. How much would that cost, though? Is that $15 million a year for three, four years? I don't know how much Soler would cost. Lee, as we went over, that would be cheaper per year, but probably longer than a Soler contract. And then there's question marks if he can hit big league pitching. Velocity consistently right out of the gate. And I think the Padres, they should get guys that can hit major league pitching right out of the gate, especially lefties. So I'm not... A I'm not totally against the Lee signing. I just hope if they sign Lee, they bring in some guys that have a proven track record of hitting major league velocity. And at least have the experience hitting against major league pitching, you know, consistently. Yeah, good question, Matthew. What is a ticket to a Dodger game going to cost? I know they have more seats than Petco does. The Dodger dogs are probably going to cost 20 bucks. I know that Japan, all the money coming in from there, and there's going to be a ton of marketing dollars that will come from signing Shohei. But 
that we were thinking about five hundred million dollars. We were thinking about five fifty, not seven hundred million dollars. That that's different. That's on a totally different level. And how much more is there room for advertising for the Dodgers? Like you, I feel like they would. There's already a ton of interest in advertising for the Dodgers. And there's only so much room at Dodger Stadium for seats, right? Like, there's a ton of seats. They can raise prices, and Dodger fans will pay them still. Like, I I don't think that they're going to have trouble paying the contract. It's just because it's the Dodgers, but that's a ton of money. And that might prohibit them down the line from bringing in some other guys. So long term, that could be that could end up being a positive for the Padres. But right now, yeah, it's a it's a sucky feeling seeing Shohei post that Dodger logo on his Instagram. All right, that's gonna do it. Talking Friars episode five thirty five. Thank you all for the time. Really do appreciate it. Seat Geek Code Talking Friars twenty dollars off your order. San Diego State plays tonight. I don't know if they're on Seat Geek, but. I know that Breaking Tea has some San Diego State stuff, shirts, sweatshirts, so go check them out, breakingtea.com. Click the link in the description there. Foco has some great Padres items there as well. Gagalone Bros, main sponsor of the show. Their main location is on Friars Road. Um, I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of Dodger fans traveling down, and maybe they're going to be having some Gagalone Bros next season because they're going to want to rub it in Padre fans' face that they got Shohei Otani. Uh, but yeah, main location on Friars Road there. Great cheesesteaks, cheesesteak fries, garlic fries, underdog fantasy, 100% deposit match up to $100. They've got best ball. They've got drafts. They've got pick them. Um, so go use that to your advantage there. Underdog fantasy, NFL, college football, bowl games, bowl season, college basketball, NHL. They've got a lot there. So please go use that again. Use all this to your advantage. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Shohei Otani is a Dodger. Padres, they're going to be underdogs for a long time, but hey, that might end up being a good thing.